Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 83, the Wes Welker episode. I'm Trey McNinch, joined as always by Tucker, Cam, and Dylan. How are we, gentlemen? We're doing well. Living the dream. Why uh, do I always sit last? I don't know. It's just kind of the order I always go. I, I'll switch it next week, Dylan. I'll, I'll have you be first. Like the, no, I want to be first. I like being first. It it's nobody's ranked here. They just sometimes I don't even introduce myself. I just introduce you three. So think about that. Um, all right, winners and losers off the rip. Winner Tucker McNinch, new business, new man. Thank you. Uh, care, yes, sir. Care to care to plug the new business on the pod? It'll reach a yep. lot of people. Uh, one hundred and one restaurant and bar opening up very soon. Uh, I'm excited to have a job and really bored. Uh, it's been like shockingly boring. Turns out not having a job, not fun. Um, uh, tell that, preach that to the people in the back, please. Get a job. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I it's just out of this line boring. So I'm happy to get back to work. This should be a really cool time. MRG taking over the world, MRG, baby. MRG, baby. Um, now, what is the uh, what's the ambiance going to be like? Is it going to be heritage esque? Is it going to be a little different? It's a hotel. It's a hotel restaurant, so it's going to be different in that way. It's going to be a little bit more corporate-y. but uh, we're going to try and keep a similar bar. Uh, but it's going to depend a lot on the staff. I mean, you're not going to have the heritage staff, so it's going to be hard. We're going to develop a culture, which will be interesting. It's all about the culture, baby. It's uh, all about culture. Live episodes from... It's like you're building a high collegiate high school football team. <laughs> yeah, Dylan, I just uh, signed your girlfriend on as an aesthetic director. Did I you really? About the, uh, what I want for the aesthetic. I said no idea, and I put her and Connor in a group chat and let them talk it out. <laughs> yep. So they're, they're officially on board. Um, I'm here as emotional support, so... I feel as if I'm invested in this company as well. I mean, I sounds like the Wasties could come at you live from 101 at, at some point. It's going to be a classy establishment. Yeah, maybe we'll have the Wasties from there. That'd be great. Um, well, anyways, big dub there. Uh, so in terms of polls, um, poll number one we're going to take a look at was... Oh, I did not vote. Uh, How did I do? Our poll number one from last week is uh, episode 82. Dylan, you are taking home the point there. With Oh, I didn't even vote. Oh, wait, no. What? Wait, no. Tucker is. Never mind. I forgot whose take was which. Yeah, no, oh, Tucker yeah, is. Tucker's taking the point with the mainstream oh, sports. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I, I, don't think I can. He's got two minutes. Oh, no. We got to go. Get it in. Nope, the point's been decided already. I got yelled at before for this exact situation. So, frankly, I won't stand for Linnea right now, actually. He said, Linnea, you got to go vote so we we actually win. I'm only doing mine. Uh, Dylan, you can't... uh, I'll allow the vote, but you can't vote for yourself on the poll that is uh, the Aaron Rodgers take, because that take has been proven wrong. Yeah, no, I won't allow that for it. Reject that, reject that vote. You can take it off. But what you can do is vote for... Wow, I got 10%. <laughs> vote for somebody else. Nobody likes somebody else to break the tiebreaker. He already voted for his on that one, so he broke the tiebreaker in his favor, but... Now everybody's tied. 
Okay, so I have Tucker winning the first one still. Um, Dylan's take go. got one vote. That was Dylan. So, so Lene's got it up right now. She's she's the take. She's got the point in her uh, in her court. Um. So, uh, Tucker, oh, you get oh. that point. That brings you to four. The second one, I've wow. got. I've still got a four-way tie. So let's go. Um. So four-way uh, flip for it. Wait, this is so screwed up because I I I have it as tournament style. I'm I was leading in the first one, but then everybody else is tied. And then the second one is whoever had A is forty, B thirty, C twenty, D ten. Okay, yeah. So Dylan, you did win that second poll with this vote right now, but we keep having this issue where we're voting on the during the I, show. I got voided last week, so I will not allow it to happen this week. No, I'm just saying all of the other ones need to. You guys, A, B, and D, need to have a flip off because you're all tied. You have the same amount of votes. Yes, but you also had the same amount of votes, except for you just voted and got yourself the lead. Yeah, so that's fine. Okay, so we're gonna do tournament style. Uh, Dylan is the one seed because he's at the most points. Uh, Cam and I are the two and three, and Tucker's the four. Perfect. I like. Uh, points. Can you show the coin? Why don't you just flip it? Aim, aim the camera on your desk and flip the coin on the desk and just let it roll. Can we do that? I can't really adjust my computer to show that. I'm using a, my, my okay, webcam. Okay. All right. Are you going to flip it onto your hand backwards, or are you going to show it in your hand? I'm going to catch it on my hand and flip it onto the back I of my hand. It. Okay. I trust it. All right. That's fine. Okay. This is it. the same way I've always done it. So we'll go with the one versus know, the four. I know, I know, we'll go with the one versus the four to start it. Serious. Uh, Dylan has the one seed. Gets Dylan versus Pucker. Okay. Dylan, oh, call it in the air. Heads. Heads it is. Dylan moves on. I didn't think Dylan would win. <laughs> Dylan with his first coin flip victory in probably six months. All right, Cam. Hey, you, um, you can call it. All right, I'll call. I'll call it. I'm going tails this time. Tails it is. Me versus Dill. <laughs> uh, I call it. Trey, you call it. You're not, you're not going to get it. I'm going heads this time. Tails it is. Dylan gets the point. <laughs> Trey had to give Dylan the coin flip there just to keep uh, credibility up. That's why I that's why I had him choose. He couldn't do it for that long. Okay, uh, Tucker, you are at four. Dylan's at eleven. Cam and I stay deadlocked at seven. Um, for my very good. I'm up there. I'm getting that. <laughs> yeah, for through. <laughs> maybe take maybe <laughs> worst take of the year material. Yeah. But and hey, a win's a win. Uh, any other winners and losers yeah, from this week? Uh, yeah, apparently my Mac Jones. Oh yeah, Tucker did say that Jones would be taken uh, in the 14th or 15th pick. He said that all the way back during the national championship. It was uh, based on a conversation where I said Mac Jones is going to be the first quarterback to win a playoff game. Pretty sure that take's going to come true. Cam, you're not that impressed though. No, I'm not that impressed because I've been... I, I I don't want to say preaching, and maybe I didn't say it on the pod, but you guys have known my stance that I've pretty much said Mac is is probably going to go to the Patriots, and the Patriots happen to have the 15th pick. I don't think he's worthy of it, but I did I 
did uh, declare that that was kind of my stance. I don't remember that being said. Did we just travel back in time? Why are we talking about this? Because it's winners and losers, Dylan. Yeah, but this has been been a win for that like eight months ago. Yeah, but we didn't. I didn't realize it. We just now found out. But now I'm going to go ahead and give Tucker a big L because the greatest of all time, gymnast Simone Biles, won not 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 first place, which is the greatest position that you could be in. Uh, Yeah, I just want to say. Getting over her aunt died this week, so I uh, was getting over a tragedy. Sorry that uh, some people cope with losses and it hurts. I'm just gonna lose her, lose her, Simone Biles. This Olympics has not gone oh. well for her. A ting move, a ting move. Anyone watching this? I'm all I don't have all cable. Um, I just bought cable. I bought cable. I paid thirty dollars a month now. Thirty dollars more a month. Oh, she's seventy-five. Seventy-five a month. I get 10, 10 channels on cable, and I get 100 MBPS or whatever it's called, and this Moo girl just just dominating everyone. Uh, yeah, I have a winner. All right, me. I bought a PlayStation Five today, and my girlfriend's paying for half of it. So multiple wins. Winner. Big win. Do you have any? That's a few. What? What was that, Cam? Oh, Roger Rogers was in that race. That's yeah. I think I'd, her. Okay. Did she, did she <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. All right, I'm ready. I got take. Do I have it in my possession? Yeah, no, it's a scam. It's it's from GameStop. I I think it's a pretty reputable company, but maybe. We'll see. I, I got mine by stock. By stock. Uh, Cam, Cam, and Tucker, you both want to go first. So who's gonna go first? Cam, I'll, I'll give it to you. All right, perfect. Um, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> off my take from last week because this just blows greatly into it. Um, if I have to remind you guys, my last take was Deshaun Watson's going to win the MVP. Um, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback right now. However, one of them is the Indianapolis Colts. And Carson Wentz is going to be out for five to 12 weeks. He won't be back until at least week three up until late October, I think the last week of October will be the week 12. Um, I think they go out on the limb here. The Colts, they go ahead and get Deshaun Watson. He turns the team around. Carson Wentz is going to be sitting on the bench behind him, just like he did for Nick Foles when they won the Super Bowl. He's going to watch Deshaun Watson be the MVP because Deshaun Watson is going to be Indianapolis Colts. I'll go last on this because this flows directly into my take. Okay. Um, so I definitely think that Deshaun Watson has played his last snap in Houston. He's been taking reps as a safety for the scout team. Very confused there. Guess he didn't just, play today. Yeah, didn't show up to the first padded practice, but he's not. And he's fourth on the quarterback depth, depth chart right now in the Texans camp. So he's done in, in Houston. He is getting traded. Um the Colts, I don't think, are a good destination. I mean, they just picked up a new quarterback. Yeah, he gets hurt, but uh, I don't think they're going to bring a ton of assets into him. Yeah, I think did I did I say Colts like way back when? You may have. I don't. I don't I know. I think this was one of my predictions. We've said Steelers. almost every team in I the league Steel- for this guy. Steelers. I said Steelers last week because I couldn't remember, but I'm talking about Colts. I'm going to pick a team next week. That's when you can always take. I'll pick a team for him. 
Um, but yeah, I don't think the Colts are going to be it. They just gave up some stuff to get uh, Wentz. Did they? Did they trade for him or did they sign him? Yeah, they had remember? to trade. Okay, so they gave up. The Eagles wanted to get rid of him, so I don't think it was that much. No, no, it wasn't a ton, but they did give up some assets. You might as well give him a shot. I know he's hurt, but give him a shot this year or next year. See if he's got anything left. He was almost an MVP at one point. Um, Deshaun, they're, they, they're gonna, they can't give up that much for him and then have two quarterbacks that they're, you know, are that they've both sunk a bunch of assets into. So I don't think it'll be so, the Colts. So keep in mind that the Colts have one of the most cap money left um, of all the teams in the NFL. The Colts have a lot of cap. They can, they can give some money away. They also are a team that are in a division where they know that they can win the division. Their only battle is the Titans, essentially. Um, the biggest thing, the only thing that really like is a drawback from this would be that the Texans don't want to trade within the division. But I feel like because of the, uh, the circumstance, I think Deshaun Watson is uh, an exemption from that, where they're just trying to get rid of him now and not deal with it. And I think Frank Reich might just take the risk, take him in, and try to barter a deal out of it. And maybe give him a lot of money. And I don't know. I think it might happen. Um, uh, Dylan, your thoughts on it? On Deshaun to the Colts. Yes. So, uh, like I said, I think I may have brought this up before. but Because I feel like I, I don't know, I thought the same thing. And you guys made fun of me for some uh, reference that involved something that has to do not with his ability, uh, but it was unintentional, so I'm not going to get into it. Uh, the um, I don't know. I think it's a good fit. I think I have Eagles. I had Colts as a good fit, and I had Steelers as a good fit. So those three are my are my top three runs. So I'm all for it. I think it's a good fit. But that team's on the rise. They need a guy. He's a good player. If you can get through this investigational stuff, uh, it'd be tremendous for that team. They'd put them towards the top, top-tier team in the league. Uh, Tucker, your thoughts on the take, and then you can go ahead and lead into your take. Yeah, so I strongly disagree with this. Uh, you're forgetting the fact that they put so much assets into Carson Wentz. I don't think they're going to immediately put more assets into Deshaun Watson. It just doesn't make sense for them to do that. But this flows very well into my take, which is people forget who else did the Colts get this offseason at QB? I don't remember. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Hook him. Oh, uh, what's his name? They got Sam Ellinger at QB, who will become the starting QB for the Colts. Who will take over Carson Wentz and will bring them to a playoff game this year? I believe that Sam Ellinger will win the starting job and become and win a playoff game with this team. Now, I don't think Sam Ellinger is this talent that can win it on his own, but I think that team is so talented that they have the ability to do it without him. 
Um, I, yeah, with him. I like they have an incredible O line. They have Jonathan Taylor, who's going to be an incredible running back. They have good receivers. They have an incredible defense. I think that he has all the pieces there to become to win a playoff game with this team. So I'll I'll jump in just because this is kind of not attacking my take, but it has a lot to do with it. This was my take even before your take. I was gonna bring this up. So Who's I'm got a squeaky to toy? So so. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. I, I can't realize oh, that. It's, it's the dog. Okay, I just I wanted to make sure it wasn't anybody squeezing it. No, it's just Um, Jacob Eason is QB one right now. Now that person wants to. I love you If you think Eason's gonna beat out him, you're out of your mind. So the reason I almost didn't do this take is because of the high praise that Jacob Eason's been getting from his training camp. Of the balls that he's been throwing. Yeah, it's people been like, Yeah, people have been like freaking out and like, wow, okay, no, this dude actually throws good. <laughs> and so that's the reason I almost didn't do this take. But Colts need to be in win now mode. I think this is like the the, the exact time that they need to start make paving their way towards being a, a franchise team and a team that's you know always going to make the AFC championship or always going to make playoffs and they're not there right now they're almost there they were almost there with Philip Rivers which remind me to touch on Philip Rivers after this because I have another take that that might kind of lead into him but um Jacob Eason's the the answer I guess you could say right now until they get Sean Watson and uh, whatever the guy you said, uh, Ellinger, whatever his, never heard of him, will never touch the field. Uh, so Tucker, you're on a big uh, Texas kick right now. Uh, you've, Welcome. You've declared them as your team for this upcoming season of college football. Um, so I do agree that like the Colts, the Colts are so good that you could put as long as you don't put an actively bad quarterback, he could just be semi okay, and I still think they could make a playoff run. Or at least make it to the playoffs. Um, I don't know about Ellinger. I didn't love him uh, in the draft. Never really took interest. I, he was one of the guys that I thought the Patriots might get. You know how I was on that train that the Patriots will not draft a quarterback until the mid-rounds. I thought he might be the guy. Wasn't too excited about it. Um, so, And I had no knowledge of who is uh, doing well in the camp. It sounds like Easton is. If that's true, then... Uh, I I think that this take probably won't happen, um, but I it'd be it'd be funny to watch. It'd be it'd be a cool story to see him rise up the Texas gunslinger. But when's the last time? I mean, Vince Young was the last good Texas quarterback. So, uh, Dill. So I got a I got a true wasted take for you. Um, this is not my wasted take, but this is in response to Tucker. Texas guy, we just talked about Deshaun. What if we get a quick switcheroo at the quarterback position, bring whatever his name is down to Texas, horns up in tech in the, for the Texans, and brings that team to a playoff championship, a playoff <laughs> berth, a playoff berth. The Texans that are is so that, bad that there's no way that happens. That is that is a better take. This is a terrible take, Tucker. You got one guy that's better than him, and another guy in Deshaun Watson who's coming in who's better than both of them. Of course, you know, it doesn't help that I had a take last year that Jacob Easton will be the first uh, 
QB from that class to win a playoff game. So, uh, did any QBs from that class win a playoff game though last year? Yeah, so I, I mean, but now that I'm saying Jacob East, it's going to be Sam Ellinger. Not great. Well, that, well, as long as Burrow or uh, Herbert uh, don't or Tua win a, don't win a playoff game, then you might be set. Still, you still could be okay. Um, all right, I have a take. It is a Patriots take. Um, since training camp started, I've been locked in on the Patriots training camp following it every step of the way. The big story, of course, is the QB competition. I'm moving away from the QBs. Um, I think that the Patriots, you guys, I've said it many times, they're going to have a good year this year. A lot of breakout guys. Uh, They're returning a lot of players from opt-outs. They beefed up the line a little bit with Trent Brown. They beefed up the the tight ends position. And I think that this is really going to benefit their offense in the run game. Uh, One guy I think that's going to have a huge breakout season is uh, Damien Harris, I've said this before, that I think this year he's going to take that next step to become an elite rusher in the uh, NFL. I think the Patriots are going to focus on rushing, and I think Damien Harris is going to be a top-five rusher in the NFL this season. That's the take. Nope. Not going to happen. I can believe this one. I think... I think... Um... Okay, define top five rusher. He's going to have top five rushing yards. Correct. Yes. Okay, no, I still don't believe it. Um, I think it'll it'll have top five carries, maybe. Uh, but the Patriots are also known. No, I won't. I won't even say that because the Patriots are known for giving it to four different running backs, and they haven't had a leading rusher since maybe Corey Dillon, if that, in rushing yards. Um, so I don't, I don't think that's the case. Um, the Patriots are too, Bill Belichick's offense is just too versatile, and that's just not going to happen with them. They're going to have a good rushing team this year, for sure. That's, I think everyone's on the same page that that's kind of what they're going for. But I don't think that one running back is going to be a star for the team. So here's my counterpoint. Since Corey Dillon, there's been one guy under center that could do it all. He could, you had to build the offense around him because he was so good. Now you've got one guy who can't, uh, can't even hit a flat route. Hopefully he's better this year and a rookie. That's your choice is under center. So you kind of have to depend on the run. I think Belichick would rather run the ball than, than throw it. I think there's less of a turnover chance. I think, if, if you have that ability, you can, op- that. you can open up the passing game. I think that Belichick would love to just pound the rock. I think he's an old-school type of guy, and he would love to run that old-school offense, and I think he's going to try to. At least, you know, who knows how far along Mac is. It says he's looking good at camp, but of course that's camp. Everybody looks good at camp. Um, and then Cam is throwing the ball a little better, but still he's, he's going to be a, a running quarterback. And, you know, they're going to run that option play that they ran so much last year. Um, so I, th- I think there's a real possibility. And then this Damian Heron kid, he had a few n- nice games last year and he looks freaking huge. His legs are the size of tree trunks. So I think, I think it's totally possible. Uh, Dill. You skipped a, a little bit when you said the initial take. Uh, top five running what? He will be a top five rusher. Damian Harris will be a top five. Damian Harris. Okay. The running back from the Patriots. <sighs> um, 
top five runner in the league. I don't know because, you know, similar to last year with the Patriots, although they had Cam Newton, they did run a lot. I think what they had like two passing touchdowns the entire season. Um, it would they would have to be in a similar situation, meaning, uh, or they'd have to be in an opposite situation, winning you know, in in the lead in a lot of games. And if Cam Newton's behind the ball, behind center, is that the right word? Yeah, under Whatever. center. If if he uh, if he's playing, then they're they're probably not winning a bunch of games. And I don't know if Jones is it. If Jones is went, a lot of things have to line up. Jones probably has to be quarterback. He has to be good, and they have to be a good team. And they have to be winning games. And Harris has to be way better than he was even last year consistently. And that's a lot. I think you're on point with Belichick. I think he does want to run the ball a lot, but I mean you need some factors to line in for that to happen. Um, I don't think they're going to be as good as that to even allow a guy to be top five, so I'm going to say no. Tucker? Uh, I could definitely see it. Honestly, the line's fucking crazy. I don't think we have a definitive wide receiver one, which I think will be a big factor in this. So I can definitely see as being a run-first offense that can be really effective running the ball. I mean, he averaged, what, five over five yards of carry last year. I think if he get his carries up, he can absolutely do that. And you've got two new tight ends that can block the hell out of the, the line. So I, I think Belichick is forming a team around the run, 100%. Um, it just depends on if they're going to be able to use it that much in order to get a single guy. To be top five. Now. Yeah, I mean, to Cam's point of them having four different running backs, you've got Damian Harris, you've got Sonny Michelle, who has, outside of his rookie season, been nothing. Um, you've got James White, who's about 100 years old and only is on the field for passing plays. And then you've got a few, like, no-name guys uh, coming in. So, And Cam ran for everything. He can't. If I mean, if Cam's arm is as better as he says it is, hopefully he's not running as oh, much because... He he sucks. He he got he like he got just destroyed last year the whole season. So, all right, I'm done. Dylan, uh, I'm going basketball. I'm going NBA. Johnson, Mike is going to have another touchdown. Dylan, that is my middle name, Dylan Johnson. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so going NBA. We're going to talk Lakers. Uh, Lakers just agreed to a one-year deal with Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I think it was earlier today. Yes. Um, this is an all-time low for LeBron in, in Lakers country. Um, Carmelo Anthony is an all-time loser. Uh, he's one of the most overrated players in NBA history, in my opinion. The man has... Shut your mouth. The man, <laughs> the man has made has played in 16 playoff series and has won three. Uh, he went the first uh, four times he went to the playoffs. He never made it out of the first round, and those were arguably his best years in the league. Uh, he is good at playing the game of basketball, but he's not good at winning basketball games. The Lakers last year were not good at winning basketball games. Um, I think... That is a terrible situation for LeBron. I don't think he'll like that. I don't. Th- I don't even know if Carmelo's going to even play. If he plays, they're going to lose even more games. 
in my opinion. Um, so they're definitely not winning yeah. next year. They're they're gonna uh, like they came in seventh in the conference this year. The Lakers did. I don't know if they're gonna make it that far. LeBron's getting uh, older. He played the fewest games of his career this year. And I think they're going to be worse. I think they're going to be worse than this year. They're going to finish below seventh. That's the same. Well, I highly, I highly, highly, can I go? I highly, highly, highly disagree with this. I think this is one of the best moves the Lakers could have done. Because have you ever watched the 2008 Olympics team? I know there were a lot of other guys out there. But these old guys just, it's, it's a weird thing. They know how to play together. They don't know how to play with younger talent. I mean, LeBron and AD worked it out a little bit when they won the championship two years ago. That was a Mickey Mouse championship. That was a bobble championship. Doesn't count. We all know it. Um, but these old guys, and I think Tucker and Trey would agree with me, This these Carmelos, LeBrons, Chris Bosh, D-Wade, they just know how to play together. It's like, what is it, during the game? that they're playing differently. They just know like how to play together. And I think this is an all-time move for the Lakers. They got Carmelo for a one-year deal. It's going to be cheap. Carmelo, if you disrespect him, yeah, maybe he hasn't won a championship. But if you say this guy is overrated, you're a buffoon. This, he's, he's been unbelievable. And he's played for the Knicks, the Nuggets. The, someone help me out here. Who are the teams that come out of Atlanta? Who did he play for last season? Yeah, a bad teams. He's not a guy that's like, let me go to a super team and try to make it happen. He's a guy that just he just goes where where he goes, and he's always the the number one like star on the team. And you're saying he's open for that? I think that's the kind of game of basketball that you've been talking about that you're looking for the non super team kind of basketball. Where he's a star in the NBA, but he's not trying to go to the best teams. He's just going to go to a team and play and always do well. I, I, I don't know how you're hating on Carmelo right now. I think he's an all-time player, easy all-time the first ballot. And I hope he wins. I think the Lakers are a shoo-in for the championship next year. All right. Um, so, Carmelo is a loser. I agree with Dylan. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, what team is talking about? He... Was good for a little bit. I liked him in Denver. That's about it. Didn't like him when he went to the Knicks after that. He's just kind of a bum. Stay mellow. Um, but I think this is... I agree. I think this weakens the Lakers. I don't think he's going to play, Cam. I think he is going to sit the bench and be there to sell tickets. Um, he is just not... I mean, I you, there, you, you say, like, old players know how to play together. Remember when D-Wade went to the Cavs? Remember when D-Wade... Yeah, no, wait, I'm wait, not, wait, 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 wait. Guys that don't watch basketball ever once in their lives. This is stupid. I don't think you watched him on the trail. How much? How many minutes of Trailblazers basketball did you watch last season? Probably five. Matter. He's on teams that are. Wait, no, no. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Probably, probably five. Okay, so shut the fuck up. (laughs) What did he do last year on the Trailblazers? The teams around him. He's a good veteran help. And he does work well with guys like LeBron because he understands his role well. Name another player well. like LeBron. What do you mean? Like he? No, I'm saying he works well what with do you mean? LeBron. An old, super, an old superstar like, that he played like on. When he was on, when he was on, two thousand eight. That's that's fourteen. Yeah, years no, the two thousand eight take is not it. 
2016. I don't think you know what you're talking about. The guy that he played with. The guy that he played with on those teams. Yeah, no, he played on the 2012 and 2016 team, so you don't know what you're talking about. And he works well with other superstars. And putting him on a team with LeBron and Russell Westbrook, he's a good guy to have on that team. He absolutely is an improvement to that team. They didn't have this is that what I was at the forward position. That's where they were weak. They had AD at the center. They had LeBron at the three point forward, but they didn't really have any other help there. I think Carmelo is a huge ad for this team. I don't really know where you guys are getting your information from. He was extremely efficient last season. Like, there's no reason for you to think the way you are. I think uh, I he's... I would actually put it a good 500 on the Lakers winning it this year. Okay, no, because Russell Westbrook is not it. He's not going to share the ball. It's going to oh, be no. a problem. I, that actually might be the reason I wouldn't. That, that might be the reason I wouldn't make the bet. Yes. No. Russell West. No. I'm not saying Carmelo is the biggest problem with the team. I think it's Westbrook. But I don't no, think well, Carmelo's. No, but I I don't think Carmelo is gonna help I them at all. I don't think he's gonna I help think, them. I my I'm, take is that the Lakers are gonna be worse this year, next year than they were this past. I, that's the take. I know, and, I and that's literally what I said. Yeah. So. Okay, gentlemen, bet. Whatever you want that you received in the seven. Is that fair? What? I'd say that's fair. They get a better seed than the seven seed. Is that fair to to make a bet on that? What's the bet? What's that's the terms? Take. I'm, I'm going to leave it up to Dylan and this is take. I'll bet, I'll bet all the money in my wallet right now. All the cash zero, so I will doesn't matter what you. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. So the the point is is that LeBron is LeBron. He struggle. He 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 has these issues. It seems on teams that are built like this, and I don't see Carmelo Anthony, the guy who was who was very good in Denver, hey, Dylan, who Dylan, went. Can you? Give me one example of the teams that are built like this where he struggled. Yeah, I don't know about that one. When he was on the Cavs the second time, and he won that <laughs> one. He did bring in D Wade that one time, guys. He brought in his buddy D Wade, and he shipped him out about three months later because he sucked. They won. No, they didn't. And Not they that won. year. That and was his last year there. No, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, the Cavs. He brought in D. People forget. He brought in D. Wade uh, on the Cavs, and he sucked. I think it's going to be a yeah, similar situation. Yeah. He's bringing in his buddy. He and Carmelo are great pals, and Carmelo's just not going to be it, and he'll probably ship him off at the deadline. Not the same. Not the same. But, um, I would take D. Wade over Carmelo anyway. any day of the week, by the way. The Cavs, the Cavs that LeBron came back to and made the three straight championships and one and two. Yeah, no, those teams were not as good as good on paper as this team. One <laughs> beat the beat the seventy three and nine um, Warriors. And no, that that's what I mean. Those teams are more are more expensive. Of course they are, but there's nobody nobody can compare to the Warrior team of that time. There's not one team in the league right now that is as good. Oh, I I'd say that um, 
the Nats are up there. Out, the thing is, is outside of his days in Miami, when he has these big no. name teams, he hasn't been that good. And I think it's going to be the same situation. All I right. mean, that, that's not something to argue against. That's been true his entire career. Big name guys on his team is usually Except not for good. in Miami. Except, that's what I said. Except for in Miami. Okay. And Cleveland and like Kyrie. Kyrie was on. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Anthony Davis. Yeah, this, this is bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the next tape. There, uh, that's it for Wasted Takes. Oh, Jesus. Um, but, all right, let's stay on the NBA. Cause, stay on the NBA. Yeah, yeah there's obviously uh, free agency began. Big week. Uh, I want to talk a little more about Westbrook. Uh, we covered Mello. Um, Westbrook to the Lakers for a bunch of bums. Um, I don't like it. I think it's... That's not called Montrez Harrell a bum. A bunch of bums. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm with the bum. I'm with that. Montrez is just not a bum. Did Kyle get traded too? Didn't he? Kuzma? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. get the hell out, dude. What a bum. Um... Yeah, no, I th- I don't like this. I think it's bad. Um, Everyone got traded, by the way, today. Everybody. Yeah. It's, so, it's literally just LeBron and AD left. <laughs> so you're bringing in a guy who who's a good player, but he's got to get his, and I don't think that's going to mess with Le- mesh with LeBron. I think, you know, he had KD there uh, towards towards the end in uh, OKC, and there it got bumpy. Uh, there was some some uh, back and forth about you know getting the ball out. Um, I think he's gonna try. I think I think they're gonna be all right. Um, I do think they're gonna be about the same spot they were last year, um, especially with not a lot of help. You guys think Carmelo is gonna be that big help? I don't necessarily think that's the case. But either way, I mean that if that's your only guy, like I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, so. I tend to think it's a bad move. I think Westbrook is just a, one of those players who's going to be a great player, remembered for you know his scoring and his, his triple doubles and everything like that. It's but never, he's never going to be a winner. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he's, he's going to be that guy. Ring. Go ahead, Cam. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I. I mean, I. I said it loud. Last segment, I guess you could say. Um, I think the Lakers are are unstoppable. I think Westbrook. <laughs> That's I guess holding them back, but um, I mean they got a, they they gave away everybody. I mean everybody's gone from that team now, except for LeBron and AD, who are the only guys they needed. And then they bring in Carmelo, who I am very high on still. And then Russ, who I think between LeBron and both can say, hey, listen, it's not about the triple doubles anymore. You've had enough. Let's try to win a championship, and I think they'll get a ring. They'll have sixty plus wins, easy. Um, yeah, the, I mean, the Lakers are a shoe in for the finals, depending on who they play. But I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm I'm high on the Lakers train right now. Uh, Tucker. Yeah, um, I think this is good for the Lakers. They got rid of a lot of guys that didn't really help at all with this team. And they got a guy who can. I really do think Russ is. I mean, 
saying that a guy not winning a ring yet is this entire, like, this huge thing that if they haven't won yet, then they could never win. We, like, we were saying that about Giannis. It's literally Giannis is Giannis is a completely different beast than why, why, why? Russell. You didn't say Giannis is never going to get a ring. I never said that. When he signed that contract to stay with the Bucks, we in all no, said we, we all sat here and said, no chance, what an idiot, he's never winning a ring now. The point, the point uh-huh. is that he wasn't supposed to win a ring. That's that's the argument. He goes to this team, oh, we don't expect him to win a ring. He's on this team. You look at Russ over the years, he's supposed to win championships and didn't. That's the point. And even I know that. Yeah, like, he's always the leader of the team. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just, like, super against this. I mean, I think LeBron is known for being a guy that gets the best out of other superstars. Oh my God, that is the exact opposite of what LeBron is. How? How? Please explain this to me, though. That's a, that's a dumb take, John. No, no, no. Please, I'd love to hear your explanation for why that is. The only time he hasn't gone to the championship is when he does have another championship. Yeah. Another superstar, he plays well with that. He's not no, a, he's he plays a very team extremely player. well. Like he's a team-oriented player that does extremely well in these types of situations. And so, like he's a guy that pairs up very well. Um, and I think Russ can be a guy that, if he's, I don't think he's been utilized properly because he's been on teams the last few years where he's had to play a role that he shouldn't be playing. And I hope if they can get him to be playing the proper role in the team, that they can. Be a very dominant team. I mean, I'm not hoping for them to win a championship, but I'm hoping for basketball to be good. And when the Lakers are good, basketball's. I mean, when LeBron's good, basketball's more fun. Like, I, I disagree. I, like I don't like to see these two for teams like, winning. Watching the Utah Jazz just isn't that interesting to me. I, I'm more interested in a team like Milwaukee doing well than a team like the I Lakers. am too. I'm interested in that too, but I also like, I, I want to see them go, like, if you watch a Milwaukee versus Lakers final and Milwaukee won, guaranteed ratings are much higher. Yeah, because it's a bigger market. I mean, they could play anybody, the ratings would be higher. I'm just saying, like, it was, it, when LeBron's team is doing well, the NBA is more watched. And there's a reason. So, Dale, do you like the Russell move or no? I don't. I don't think it. To me, to me, it's another one of those situations where you bring guys together who are good, and and for whatever reason, I have that. I just have that gut feeling that it's not going to work out well. Like sometimes when you bring guys together that are individually good and you can say LeBron is good with when he pairs up with another guy but for when I, I don't know this seems like you're bringing together an old guy who has improved himself as a, as a championship winner and another guy who is known to have some rockiness uh, towards other superstars so I just don't see that as a great combination. Um, I don't I know always, if he has any rockiness towards those. There was the guys. issue, he had issues with KD and with Harden. Yeah. I didn't know oh, that. oh, wait, we're talking about, wait, then what, which one was LeBron? I haven't talked about LeBron. 
He's saying he's Russ. It, he's saying was, Russ isn't going to work well with LeBron because he doesn't work well with other superstars. That's what he's saying. And I said Carmelo hasn't proven himself. Oh, as a oh you're talking the other guy winner. was Carmelo. Okay, I thought one of the. I thought we were talking about LeBron and Russ, but it was Carmelo and Russ. I understand now. And I think LeBron has. I think LeBron plays better when he is this. Not when he's the the star of the show, but when he, um, I don't know, has this feeling of he is instilling himself upon the players. I don't think he's going to, like, get that out of these older guys. I don't know. That's a weird take. Um, I don't, I I always harp back to uh, the Toronto Blue Jays in, like, 2010 when they brought together literally everybody under the sun and they were going to be the best team on planet and they were dead last it happens and i this has got that feeling to you all i don't think so not at that point I um dude I, I i feel like something bad's gonna happen with this team it's just gonna be not great okay um other big news from the nba the bulls are making some moves so they bring in damar they brought in lonzo too right yeah so, I mean, I like both those moves. I like both of those players. I um, think the Bulls still have a little work to do, but I think they're getting back to it. Uh, Tucker, your reaction to those moves? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an improvement. I don't think it's enough yet. I don't think either of those guys are, like, superstars. I, like, I think they're both great players in the NBA. I think Lonzo has a bright future, but I wouldn't say either of those guys are definitive in a way that they can change the outcome. I just can't see them making this team. I can see them maybe getting a playoff spot, maybe like a 7-8 seed, but I don't see them getting farther than that. Cam? Yeah, I think I think you guys are under, underestimating DeMar DeRozan. Um, Lamel, uh, what's, he, what's his name? Lamelo. Lamelo Ball. No, the the guy that got traded to the Bulls. I don't even know. Lamelo. Lonzo. 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 Oh, Lonzo. It is Lonzo. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. That was tough. You guys are underestimating DeMar DeRozan. He's been probably the most underestimated player in the league. He's just been doing his own thing. And I think now that he's on the team and he's got Lonzo, who is adequate, maybe a little above adequate, He's he's been okay. Um, they have Zach Levine, who was phenomenal last year for the Bulls. Um, and then they got Alex Caruso as well, who I don't have much to say about him. I, I've heard a lot of bash on him on Twitter. I, I don't know how good he is at basketball. But uh, that's four players that I know on the Bulls right now. So if there's four players I know on a team, I feel like Dylan will, will respect this. If I know four players on a team, they might be good this year. So I'm gonna go ahead and say the Bulls are gonna be a a sneaky little little uh, four seed next year in the East. Uh, they also drafted a local kid, Ao Desunmu, who went to Illinois. So that's pretty cool. Illinois, um, he was he was good. Anyone got anything on the NBA draft? I didn't watch a second. I don't know a single player taken. Couldn't Kate tell you. Cunningham was one. Who is that? I know. I know. Probably five, five people. I was, yeah, I'm right at I was excited to hear that um, Scotty Barnes from FSU went. Uh, yeah, went four. Three. Four. 
Oh, maybe yeah, three. Yeah, four after Mobley. No, four after Mobley. Um, Scott Yards, which, look, I love FSU basketball. I love FSU as a school. Went there, love it, tried to enjoy. However, they don't have anyone of any history that have ever been good. John Isaac. I don't, I don't know why. No, yeah, exactly. Thank you for proving <laughs> my point because he is, you know his name, but he's not notable. They, they don't, they, they don't turn out to be good. I don't understand how they create top picks like this because I've watched their team and they're very, they're very fundamentally like, Team oriented, like it's not just one guy takes over. When Jonathan Isaac was there, yeah, he was good. Dwayne Bacon was there, yeah, he was good. But I don't understand how they just get like everyone's like, oh, this guy's gonna be good because he's not. He's not. I'll, I'll tell you right now, Scotty Barnes is not going to be good. He's not. <laughs> and, and it's just an FSU thing. He's not a superstar. You dropped him over. Jalen Suggs, and you're making a big mistake because Jalen Suggs is a stud. He's going to make plays in the NBA. He's similar to John Morant. He didn't do it in college because he has two big guys around him that kind of made up for the plays that he didn't make. Um, I think Jalen Suggs is going to be the rookie of the year in the NBA, and I think that's going to be our next topic if we could. But I'll let you guys discuss the uh, NBA draft point. I got no, I got nothing on it. Um, it just seems the NBA seems weird to me because it seems like every couple of years there's draft classes that come in with just like these big name superstars and there's like multiple of them and like look at Zion's draft. You got Zion, John Morant. I mean, you got like some franchise potential franchise altering guys. And then other years it's like just a bunch of nobodies. Maybe like a a sixth man and like. You know, a solid starter here and there, but just like nothing that notable comes out of it. Um, it that's what it seems like for me in the NBA. I think it, in like an NFL draft, typically at least every year, there's some like really, really big names that end up being taken. But sometimes there's some down years. I mean, you think about when Eric Fisher got drafted first overall, like that class kind of sucked. But Anthony like, Bennett. Yeah, like Anthony Bennett, like yeah, these that guys, whole like class, though. Like when you look at that class, you're like Anthony Bennett wasn't that bad of a pick because no one was any good. Exactly. So like that to the NBA to me is like that. So that's why I'm not too invested in the draft. But Tucker, do you have anything else on it? Uh, no, I really don't. I I tried to have some thoughts on it, but the NBA draft just had nothing of any interest to me in it. The Celtics. Do we have Roy picks for? I I couldn't tell I couldn't tell you I agree with you Cam you're I right. guess, Suggs I guess I'd say Kate Cunningham Terrell Suggs oh uh Dylan rookie of the year pick I'll even it out I'll go with Tuck whatever he said okay Kate Cunningham there you go Terrell Suggs and David Cunningham <laughs> forty eight slips three, three Jalen's drafted in the first round oh um speaking of Jalen's uh, just quickly Celtics uh, signed Chris Dunn. That was like I think the biggest move that they made, um, and they traded for some bum from the Mavericks. Um, Chris Dunn was a guy that they a lot of people wanted to take over Jalen Brown. So you complete the circle, you bring in that guy, and the draft they took some guy in the second round or somebody that might be a development. I don't know, just the typical Celtics draft. So Chris um, Dunn out of Providence. Oh. Oh, he was good in college. Yeah, he was really good. He went before uh, Jalen Brown, or maybe he went a little after. I don't remember. No, Jalen Brown went third. Yeah, so he went, like, the pick after. Um, Okay. MLB trade deadline. 
Uh, it seems like the big loser this year was the Cubs. Cubs, Cubs. messed up their books Cubs somehow, and now their entire World Series core is on other teams. One of them being Schwarber, who had left before, goes to the Red Sox. The other one, Anthony Rizzo, who I desperately wanted to be on the Red Sox, to the Yankees. Um, and then Chris Bryant to San Francisco. Um, other than that, I mean, there was some some other moves. Scherzer, uh, where did he go? He went to a really good team. Dodgers. Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers yeah. yeah. What the hell? Their pitching their pitching rotation is stupid. That's scary. Um, They're going to lose Bauer potentially so yeah so uh yeah. uh just reaction i mean for me as a Sox fan not i and the cubs are my second team um sad to see those guys go from the cubs uh i love bryant i love rizzo um i hate the fact that i have to be like anti rizzo now um not his fault that he has to be on that garbage team but you know still can't root for him um and schwarber i've always liked schwarber uh, I remember back in the day when he was kind of coming up and all he does is hit dingers and kind of sucks otherwise. Um, always liked seeing him out there. He's kind of a fat guy. Uh, you know, another power bat. Can't hate that. So um, I like the move. I, I love the move bringing him into Boston. Uh, Cam, your reaction to getting Rizzo? Oh, and uh, Gallo. Talk about Gallo, too. Yeah, I was going to bring up Gallo, too. So our biggest thing um, was left-handed power hitters which a lot of people are hitting on us because we keep getting power hitters that either strike out or hit home runs. We talk it. I'm fine with it. We're like four and one since we got him. Fine with me. Um, Rizzo's been playing out of his mind. He's already hit two dingers with us. Um, he's he's the biggest pickup, obviously. Gallo is, is whatever. I, we we could have done without him and maybe try to get a pitcher, which we don't have at all. I don't think we have Garrett Cole's not even a reliable pitcher anymore. Because he can't um, use a spider tack. Cheating bastard. Well, it's it's the Yankees' fault for lining him up against the Rays because he had the, the vengeance between the Rays and Garrett Gary Cole is something else because he actually cannot pitch against the Rays. It's it's a it's a curse. But that being said, we do need another pitcher and I would have loved a above average pitcher rather than Gallo. But apparently offense was our issue with Aaron Boone who needs to be fired. Um but I'm big I'm a big uh Riza supporter. That's definitely the biggest pickup. I'm excited we got him. I forgot so. to mention Javi Baez too, they got rid of. Um Dylan, your reaction to the moves and your thoughts on Rizzo and Schwarber and just everything. Um I think First off, the Red Sox needed a left-hitting power bat. That's what they needed in the lineup. That's what they were missing. Primarily, you would have wanted a first baseman, um, which is Rizzo, but he's slipped in the home run category, and I really don't think he would hit well at Fenway. Um, he's a dead bull guy. They shipped on him. It's a giant field out there in right, so I'm not upset that we didn't get Rizzo, though I like him. I think he's a perfect fit at uh, – um, Yankee Stadium, though, so it's a it's a tremendous pickup for the for the Yankees because he's he is he has power, but he's more of a long at bat guy, um, chokes up on the bat a lot. One of the only guys that just like just absolutely just eight inches above the knob with two strikes. Um, 
So I think that's a great pickup for the Yankees. Uh, I think the Joey Gallo pickup is a terrible pickup. That's the exact opposite guy that you need on that team. Um, unless you're thinking you're going to ship Judge for some reason, I don't see why you would need another just giant in the outfield that can throw the ball 100 miles an hour, but like strikes out every other time he's at the plate. Um, that pickup made zero sense. That's what I was saying. Um, I think the I think. The Sox picked up Schwarber at the right time. I mean, uh, like I said, he's a left-handed hitting power guy, but he's also been on an absolute tear. He had, what, 10 home runs in 12 games, which is, that's never happened. No, 11 home runs. Hit a historic, oh, yeah, 12 homers in 10 games, um, which is insane. Um, so that's fantastic. Uh what else do we have? The Cubs, um, just to, the, Cub, the Cubs thought your thoughts on the Cubs right now at all? Uh, the Cubs have been in rebuild mode ever since they won the World Series, it seems. <laughs> um, they they won in 16. They went to the 15, lost one 16, I believe. And they've just kind of been petering ever since. I think it was about time for Rizzo to go. It was about time for um, uh, Bryant to go. Uh, they need to build up some guys on that front. I thought Baez is a weird one. Shout out to the Mets for picking up like the two out of the best three shortstops in the past three years, even though Lindor has been terrible. Um, picking up Baez is fantastic for them. Uh, Fun fact, Anthony Rizzo is from Lindsay's uh, hometown, Parkland. So there you go. I really like him. I'm so upset that he's on the Yankees. He's such a good dude, and he's such a good hitter. And he's not a power hitter, strikeout, or hit a home run. He'll just he'll just do good. Yeah, no, he, he's a solid pickup for the Yankees for sure. Uh, um, yeah, shallow. I agree with you, Dilder. Gallow, I wish we for us, but let's pretend that it was, and we get a. Scherzer picked up by the Dodgers is just fitting for the Dodgers. I don't understand how they can do this. They can't keep getting away with just picking up the best pitcher in baseball every they just, five months. They, they just pay tax on it. And I, and I honestly think that they see some sort of fallout with um, Bauer, and they want to continue to be just the dominant pitching staff. So they're going to go ahead with that. I mean, I don't see any. I don't see why, if you're a player, you wouldn't want to go to the Dodgers because they're going to win a lot of games. So, Tucker, you got anything on baseball? Uh, not too much that hasn't been already covered. Uh, I'm happy with the Kyle Schwarber pickup by the Red Sox. Uh, home run hitters are always fun. He's going to be up here in a few weeks, hopefully. I'm excited to see that. Uh, wish they got some pitching though. Unfortunately, they did not. They, they, didn't they get a bullpen arm or something? Um, but outside of that, I mean, I thought it was funny that all three Cubs players hit dingers in their first games. Uh, but yeah, that's basically all I got. Um, I I just don't know where Schwarber's gonna play because he plays like he plays left field and he's an off end catcher. DH him, but. Where are you going to put J.D.? Put him in right. Has he been playing some outfield? J.D.'s been playing left, but, you know, our outfield has been pretty solid with the guys that we keep putting out there. The, yeah. And the Hunter. Is, is, I don't know. 
Pinch hit him. The thing is, is you, we really needed a left-handed hitting first baseman. That that made Rizzo so inviting. Well, I mean, if um, he's a catcher, can't you just teach him to be a, I, a first baseman? That's what I'm thinking. Can he play first? Like, is that an is that an option? He's big and fat, I, he, so he doesn't have to move a lot. He looks like he'd be more of a catcher first baseman than a catcher left fielder. Yeah, he definitely doesn't have speed in the outfield. I'll tell you that. So. Um, Maybe he plays first. He used to know. suck in the outfield, Schwarber. He used to hit, like go and hit bombs and then just give up errors the next inning. All right. Um, you two, Cam and Tucker, you're the Olympics boys. I don't know how much Dylan's been watching. I know you guys are locked in. Anything I'll, on the Olympics from this week? I'll get my, yeah, I'll get my rundown and then Tucker can give his. And then if either of you two have anything to say about it, we'll go from there. Tucker, you want to start? I thought you said you're going to do your rundown, then I'm going to do mine. Well, yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right. So, my biggest things this week that I watched were uh, swimming and track. I know. I'll actually do the track because Bobby is going to be I mean, um, Katie Zedek, she is not the monster we thought she was. <laughs> However, she is the monster that she is if that makes any sense can i hold you for one second um i saw some stat that she had like the 25 best times in like the 400 medley which is insane thanks thanks sorry 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 yes so we'll start with katie okay um aka however you want to call her um so we learned a couple things about her one not a short distance girl. Got fifth in like a, I think it was the 200 meter. Was not great in it. Um, and then we ran the 1500 meter. I think that was the last episode. Maybe on live she was doing that. I don't remember. But blew everybody out of the water. Literally. Uh, um, and then and, and swam the 800 meter, which that's the that's the one. That's her one where she goes to the top. I want to say 23 records of all time in the 800 meter. So that's a half mile, if anyone didn't know. And she is just the queen, absolute queen of it. And it's not even that she's the queen of it where she wins every time. It's the fact that she's done it 23 times at the least. And she's been the best every single time so her worst time in the past 23 times she's done it or whatever however that works she's still been better than the next person to do it um so katie lebecki gets a shout out also we'll give a shout out to um lydia jacoby who is from alaska and if you didn't watch the uh reaction from all the people at this like ymca in alaska they're going crazy just these Alaskans got nothing, nothing better to do. They're going to watch the hometown girl swim like she does. And she did it. And she won a gold. And then she she swam in the mixed relay, which is the boys and girls. Two boys, two girls. They do a, a relay. And she went. And as she dove into the water, her goggles fell off of her face into her mouth into her mouth and she was swimming she swam through it didn't try to fix it just did what she had to do didn't affect her at all i i don't blame her we did not win but i don't think that i had anything to do with um 
And then the last thing I want to say is uh, Caleb Dressel's swimming. He is coming up on Michael Phelps as a goat. I'd say right now he's a, he's a second goat. Brian Lochte is kicked to the curb. Caleb Dressel is a second goat. Um, four more years is is one we're probably going to be able to tell if he truly is the goat. But this Olympics, he's been the the, the best swimmer by far. There's a Hungarian guy that was breaking all sorts of records, and Caleb Dressel says, "I don't like you. I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Uh-huh. I had no appetite." In other words, um, and he broke the world record and beat the Hungarian guy, and the Hungarian guy still broke the Olympic record from before and didn't win. And we'd love to see that, but uh, I don't see Tucker on camera. But I'm gonna try to switch it over to him for track. If I can't get it over to him for track, I'm going to keep going with track. No, I'm here. (laughs) Uh, Track has been awesome. The U.S. has actually been really good in it this year, which I'm happy with. I mean, they're still dominant in the short distances. Obviously, you'll have Kenya and Ethiopia that'll just dominate in the longer ones. But specifically, women's track, I feel like the U.S. has been particularly dominant in there's just a few U.S. people. I think Mu has been incredible. We have Sydney McLaughlin, who's probably going to break into the world record again. This to Will Muhammad. Uh, yep. There's just there's just a bunch of them right now that are just absolutely absurd. Uh, the 400 meter hurdles race was insane. All people first through third all broke the world record. 30 minutes. And, like, the guy that won it still won by, like, 0.6 seconds, while third place, who was, like, 0.9 behind, broke, or, like, 0.8 behind, also broke the world record. Oh, you're talking about men's. Yeah, men's 400 meters. Yeah, the guy from Norway. It was was absurd. Yeah, I mean, there's just been some crazy ones. There's uh, one Ethiopian woman who's been dominating. She's doing the 1,500, the 5, the steeple and the 10k who's a lot of rumors that she's definitely on steroids but she had a crazy uh first semifinals where she actually fell in the last lap and then got back up and won the race so she's definitely on steroids um but yeah it's just been awesome it's just been awesome for track right now um I got nothing other than I saw the video of Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart reacting to the equestrian, and that made me laugh very hard. Uh, that's all the Olympics. I it know. wasn't Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart had nothing to do with it. It was all Snoop. It was all Snoop. It was very funny. That dude crip walking. He, I got to get him in a video. Um, <laughs> Kevin Hart just repeated what Snoop said, and it just goes Well, that's that like Snoop Kevin Hart was like, I'm here for the comedy, and then Snoop was so funny. They're like, I guess, I guess not. Uh, Dylan. Uh, Snoop's always been like that when they ask him to narrate like random stuff, and he just is funnier than than the rest. But Kevin Hart's good. Don't get me wrong, but Snoop took over that, and the equestrian might be one of my favorite sports. Uh, Dill, you got anything on the Olympics? Um, I do. I I've been watching some uh, swimming, some track, um, and then some off-end sports. I, Every year, we were talking about it, every year, the world records and Olympic records are broken. Every single one, like Cam said. Um, he's brought it up with Dreskel um, and the Hungarian guy both beat, was it the world record or the Olympic record? Cam? Olympic record. Okay. 
Well, I was watching, um, I was watching a track event. It was the 800 meter hurdles, I think one, one time or 400, one time around. I forget. And, uh, the first and second. One time is four. Okay. One time is 400. Yeah. Okay. So first and second both beat the world record. And, um, first was like eight tenths of a second faster. It went from like, uh, 47.8 to 46.9. It was crazy. And then the guy, the American who came in second, uh, also beat the existing world record, but got the silver. I mean, like stuff like that is fun to see. Um, I watched a guy from uh, a Danish dude win the championship in badminton. First time that uh, an Asian fellow didn't win that in like 35 years. That was exciting to see. Um, that's what's great about the Olympics, the offense, sports, the crazy stories about dudes that and ladies that spend their entire lives focused on one off-end event just for that fame and win one Olympics. It's great. I just thought up. Dylan, what's your thoughts on the uh, transgender woman that um, competed in the women's event? No politics yeah, on this show. No politics yeah, on this no, show. Uh-uh. No they politics on this guys. show. No, no politics the, the on this show. No politics on this show. No, thank you. Uh, Dylan, not speak another <laughs> sentence. All, All right. right. Let's guys. Let's guys. Very quickly. Tucker wants to go to bed. Um, favorite vacation destinations that we've gone. Um, we go. Cam, go ahead. My name? Did you say my name? Yeah, go. All right, I'll start it off. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, uh, okay, I'm going to go Cozumel, Mexico. Now, I've been here multiple times. And it's a cruise spot. It's a big cruise port. Um, there's this one uh, resort that the cruise has a itinerary, like uh, an, an S, um, an excursion to, if you will. Sorry, they they excursion you to a resort, and um, you go there, and they got like a big rock climbing wall in the water. And they got a bar, they got a pool, they got everything. Um, and I've been there multiple times on multiple cruises, and Cozumel has always been just like a, a great place for me that I've, I've gotten off of the ship. And I've always been to, you know, either that place or Senior Frogs, which is a great Caribbean destination if you haven't been. Um, so I'm going to go Cozumel, Mexico. All right, I'm going to go Kiwa Island at my number five. It's a small island on the border of South Carolina and Georgia. Used to go there a lot as a youngster. Used to bring my friend Matan. Shout out Matan. Um, Yeah, it's a great place. Uh, It's a little island community. Beautiful beaches, huge beaches with great waves. Um, And, you know, you can just bike around. There's gators everywhere. It's it's just a really nice community. Nice nice and relaxed. I remember we used to bike every day to the store to buy, like, Mr. Piv and and, – and a sandwich or something. And it was just, it was just nice. It was kind of a great playground to have as a youngster. So Kiwa Island's my number five. Dill. So this is uh, vacation spots. Yeah. Favorite place, vacation places you've gone. 
Um, number five for me is my couch. That's my favorite vacation spot. Um, I enjoy not going to work and having zero obli- obligations, and I like to sit on the couch and do nothing. Couch is my number five. A little outside of the box pick there. Uh, Tuck, go ahead. Uh, number five, recency guys. I'm going with uh, my trip to Utah. Uh, it was cool. One day I was skiing. The next day I was hiking in 80-degree weather through the desert, like a canyon in the desert. There's just like a lot of variability that you can do in like one day there. So, yeah, I mean, it was just a really cool spot to be in. Very pretty. A lot of good views. Great skiing. Great hiking. So, yeah, Utah number five. Okay, I'm four. Number four, I'm going to go Prague, Czech Republic. Um, now, I don't know if any of you have been to Prague, but uh, it's it's a... Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, it's a very like Eastern European kind of country, but at the same time, all right, we lost Cam. Cam. So I'm gonna. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 All right, Prague, very Eastern European, but also very. And it's kind of yeah. There's a five-star club there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> Prague, Can you hear Hungary. Me? Okay. Prague <laughs> and Prague. Dylan. Can you, uh, hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got it, Cam. Prague. You keep cutting out. Okay, I'm my number four is going to be also recency bias. Just took a trip there this weekend. It's Washington, D.C. Um Love going down there. If you're a history guy, you can check out all the monuments. Check out all the museums are free. I uh, can't beat that. It's also a very nice city. Uh, it's pretty fun nightlife. I uh, lived there for a bit. So, um, yeah, I took a, it's close to home, so it's not a tough trip. And, uh, yeah, number five is D.C. T- uh, Dell. Um, so I feel like I have some sort of disadvantage here because I don't think I've really been on five vacations. <laughs> so I've got slim pickings, so that's why couch is number five. But number four would be uh, nothing's better than vacation in tropical Toronto, Canada. Um, it's nice and cold up there, especially in the early spring when you go to Red Sox games up in Rogers Center. Um, nice city. There's a mock uh, needle there, not like Seattle, but its own needle. It's kind of cool. Um, that's about it. I went there when I was 10. Don't really remember much. Tucker. Uh, number four, Cam, you're going to like to say at Fort Lauderdale. Uh, went here on first. My one and only spring break was an incredible trip. I mean, it was a completely different environment than anything I've ever been in in my life. Uh, so I had to put that on my list at number four. Cameron, three. So, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep. Um, Fort Lauderdale would have been a great pick for me, but I live here currently. So, couldn't really do that. Wouldn't make much sense. Um, Hello? We lost him again. Down, and I'll go Florence. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, we heard Florence. That's it. Can you hear me? Yep. 
so mine is going to be Italy, and I've been to multiple places. I'm going to go Florence, Italy, as my number three. Uh, a lot of a lot of good vibes there, and I'm actually going to be there in about a week. So I'll keep you up to date with whether that's going to stay on my list or not. But Florence, Italy, right now is going to be number three. Uh, my number three is going to be uh, a place I went to early this summer. It's going to be a place uh, similar to Cam that I will be at in a few weeks. It's Cape Cod. Love Cape Cod, specifically Cook's Cottages in Wellfleet, Massachusetts. The whole family goes. Uh, Tucker was there at my last uh, stay. It kind of turns into a family affair. It's like a little compound. Um, nothing beats the Cape. You got the beach, kind of hard to swim in, pretty cold. Um, but you got great food out there and just a great vibe. Uh, you know, you get the Massachusetts and the beach. Can't beat it. Uh, Cape Cod. Dill? Um, number three for me, I'm also going to go Cape Cod. Um, been there a few times. I got an uncle that lives out there. Although I haven't been to their house, but I've been there for other reasons. Um, fishing on the Cape's fun. Doing a little trolling in the deep, in the deep sea. Maybe like mile out fun. Definitely don't really want to swim out there, but like Trey said, it's good to be out there on the beach. You can hang out. Um, little cottages, little houses are always fun. Um, I don't know why. You just get that, like, I don't know, summer vacation feels when you walk into a house with no AC and it's really tiny. Um, so I'm going to Cape Cod. Drink a lot of beers out on the Cape. It's a great time. Nothing beats a Cape house. That's true. Uh, talk. Three. Tucker, you're uh, you are muted. My bad. Number three, I have Belize. Uh, Love South America. Been there a couple times. Um, but Belize was a ton of fun. I just think it's super pretty out there. The water is incredible. Uh, the people are super nice. And yeah, uh, went on some cool excursions around there. And it was a really cool country. Uh, Cam, two. You're muted. You talking to me? Yeah, two. Alright, number two. It's low key at the hot tub. <laughs> I think Trey wrong with this one. I'm going Sheraton Vistana Resort in Orlando, Florida. I live in South Florida, about two and a half hours away from Orlando, but I've been going here. I've uh, probably been here about 17 times at this point, almost every single year since I was born. Uh, every Thanksgiving. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. Almost every year since I was born, uh, every Thanksgiving, been going to Sheraton, the Standard Resort in Orlando. And I happened to go one year for New Year's. Trey joined me. Great time. And probably a test. So that was a great time. Great time. I don't know if it's going to be on his list. If it is, excited, happy about it. If it's not, I'll, I'll you know, we'll part ways as friends. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to stay in that resort, Orlando, is my number two. Uh, it's not on my list. It was a great time. Definite, definite honorable mention. I think it's just tough because I've only been there once. If I went there a lot, I think, I think it would probably be on my list. Um, my number two is going to be Atlantis in Nassau, Bahamas. This place is just... One of, you know, you know, it's a special vacation when it just gives you like a special vibe. Like there's a vibe in Atlantis that I never feel anywhere else in the world. 
Um, so it's like the architecture is beautiful. It's modeled after like, you know, an ancient sunken city like Atlantis is its namesake. Uh, beautiful, clear beaches, white, fine sand. Um, so many things to do. They've got water slides, nightclubs, a casino, literally anything you want to do. They have it. Scuba diving, went scuba diving there multiple times, swimming with dolphins. It's got everything. And um, it's a beautiful setting. It's it's fun. It's magical. It feels it just feels different there. So uh, going with Atlantis in number two. Dill? Um, I'm also going to go with the Magic Field, the number one in Magic. That's Disney World in Orlando. I went there when I was seven and when I was like 10. That's all I got. Tucker? Number two, I got the Dominican Republic. One of the coolest vacations I was on, uh, my first ever like all-inclusive resort, and it was like the coolest place I've ever been to. It was a Hard Rock cas- Hotel and Casino in Dominican Republic. I was like 13 years old, and it was like the idea that like you can just go and get free food whenever and like get anything you want for free at any point was like such a novel concept to me, and it was so much fun. So yeah, I got to put this in at number two on my list. Cam, your top pick. Number one is an easy one for me. It's going to be Valencia, Spain. I will be there on Thursday. So next week when we record this podcast, I will be abroad. Um, Going to Valencia on Thursday for a little vacation. I also studied abroad there for four months. It is by far my favorite destination, probably because I was there for so long. But also, I became friends with a lot of town folk and got to know the, the city very well. And I'm super excited to go back to it. Um, Valencia, Spain is an easy number one pick for me. And uh, I'll give you a little more update next week when I'm over there. Uh, my number one is an easy pick for me. Everybody knows me. I'm a Disney guy. Uh, Disney World. Disney World. Yeah, Disney World. Uh, like like I said about my last pick, like Dylan said about his pick, different vibe there. Something just the kid comes alive in you. Uh, I've been to every park a hundred times. Um, I know Cam probably hates this pick. He thinks it's, you know, lame. But um, it's just something different uh, that I, I enjoyed. Um, you know, I still enjoy. I will enjoy it at all age. Um, I'm just a Disney guy. And... I can't wait till my next trip. I haven't taken a real trip to Disney. I've been to the parks every once in a while, like for one day here and there, but I haven't taken a real trip since 2014. And that trip was awesome. So fun. Spent like 10 days there, hopped around to different hotels in the, in the Disney lots. Um, so Disney's got to be an easy number one for me. Uh, Dill. <laughs> uh, number one for me is probably the only place where I actually vacation to. Um, and that's up in Camden, Maine. If you've never heard of it, I don't blame you. Uh, it's a tiny town on the coast. It's got a seaport and um, just like town shops. And um, I used to go there every summer. My aunt and uncle had a house there right on the water. It's great. Um, last summer, I went with my girlfriend. Went well, with Linnea up to or up to Maine. We stayed at uh, my great aunt's little tiny cottage, which is literally in the middle of the woods. Um, no AC. It's about a hundred years old. Um, nothing's better than waking up in the morning, taking a shower, 
where the drain is just a pipe that leads outside of the house. Yeah. Just on, just into the, into the ground. Um, it's great. Uh, I, I would easily spend a lot of time there. I could spend a whole summer there. It's great. Uh, the weather's nice, beautiful scenery. Always got something to do. So that's what I'm going with Camden, Maine. Talk number one. Number one, I had Kirk, Kirk's and Caicos. Had a couple of vacations here. It was like the coolest place in the world for me. I mean, I think everything about this was like the whole place is perfect. It was like one of those places where like you can stay at your resort or you can just travel around. Um, so it's just so much fun that like it was best of both worlds. Like you go to the office resort or you like you could just stay at like an Airbnb in the city and you could just like have fun. It was just a really cool place. Loved it. Loved the atmosphere. Everything about it was fun. All right. That's list guys. Um, movie Dylan, you're the only one that watched it. You picked it. Only one that watched it. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah. World War two movie about, uh, Polish Jew. He is a pianist. He plays on the local radio station. Uh, he's playing when, uh, Warsaw gets invaded by Nazi Germany. Um, he's literally playing as it's happening. It's based off of a true story, which was originally written in like a 1946 book um, and turned into a movie by a guy who survived the Holocaust as director in 2002. Um, so I think there's elements that play really well into this movie. There's... Um, there's, uh, there's, there's, uh, um, it's true to, you know, the story, it's true to the book that came out. Um, I think it did a tremendous job. My favorite parts or part of the movie is the cinematography specifically. Um, the story basically starts out as this guy's, uh, this, it follows this one guy's demise to, um, you know, how deep and darker the days get, um, you know, as he, as the Holocaust is begins, starts and ends, um, or begins and then continues and ends. And he, or the, the, the lighting in the movie, it turns to gray slowly as the movie goes on, you know, it starts colorful and just slowly like loses like that contrast. And that's, that's really cool. It won an Oscar, Actor won the best actor. Adrian Brody. And and it was best cinematography, I think. I uh, didn't win back best film, but it was nominated. Uh, I wish I had watched it. Uh, it's a it's a two and a half hour ooh. kind of marathon. I mean it's it's an, it's inviting um, because you are engaged, but it is slow at some times. Um, but it's a good story of survival of family and, and all those those good things in, in, a, in a bad time. They uh, do it well. Score, Dill. Score for me, I'm going to give it an 8-3. Eight, 8-3. Three. Eight, three. And that would make it one of our most liked movies, actually. Uh, but throw the asterisk on it for obvious reasons. Okay. It is my turn. Been into no, pres. Been no, in- it's me. Mate. No, it's not. You did Boiler Room. Yes, you picked Jackie. You picked Jackie. Yeah, before you picked Boiler Room. Yeah, I he's great. Pick... No, I no. It went Jackie, oh, Boiler oh, Room, oh. American Tucker Psycho. Room. No, 
Tucker did American Tucker Psycho. Did I did not. You did Jackie after I did Boiler Room. No, I didn't. No, no. no I did yes, not. Did. Yes, I pick after did. Dylan. Tucker, Tucker picked Jackie when we when Tucker and I were all together. No, and I picked Jackie. I, I have it written down. I have a list. I keep track of it. Say pick Jackie. I pick. You go after. You always go after me. Yeah, no. Trey's right. Tucker and Trey and I. Tucker, Trey and I were in Tucker's or in Trey's house when he made the pick. And then this is our third episode. Okay, that's fun, but I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> almost positive. I've been, I've been, I've been wanting this moment. Anyway, go back. Gotta wait a week. Listen back. I'll listen. Listen back. Go you ahead. should listen back because I'm right. Um, President movies. Been into them. We just did Jackie. Oh no. Oh no. I think it's. De- I think it's cancer. <laughs> We're stepping back a hundred years. We're doing Lincoln. Really good okay. movie. Uh, no, it's not. It's two hours. It's two hours long. Can I have the movie on the background while I do other oh. things? You don't have to talk Maybe. about it. Oh, this sounds awful. Have you ever Maybe seen it, Tucker? I watched it the first time. It no, I don't want to, though. Ah, uh, we're doing Lincoln. Lincoln. I'll tell you, it's not in. very good. Oh, I love it. I love it. I did not like it. Oh, no. You like Jackie, so I don't really value I don't. I like Jackie. I love Lincoln. Okay. Uh, Lincoln it is. That's episode 83. Check out the socials. Thanks for your waste for this. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Trey. Screw you.